Welcome to Building Beast Brands, the authentic Rob G podcast. I'm Rob G. Today is Monday, February 25th, 2019, and we got three days left in the month before we hit March. Almost seems like spring is right around the corner, but I have 34 degrees on the thermometer. It's a sunny day. You can see the sun kind of beating down on the side of my face, so it's very windy, so it is weird outside I'm gonna tell you the weather in the Northeast is so weird you know I'm here in the suburbs of outside of New York City about 20 minutes north and west of New York City and the weather is always strange it's always changing it keeps you on your toes I gotta tell you but today I want to talk to you about something I was reading an article this morning and um, as I'm combing through reading it you know some articles I read um, the more I read, the more I see that there is some good information and some information that is just not so good, but also sometimes just not really helpful. I did come across an article this morning that was, but before I want to get into it, I just want to tell you where you can find me across the web in case you want to find out what goes on inside this beast brain of mine. Check out some of the thoughts that I have. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AuthenticRobG. Head on over to YouTube for my channel Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y with Rob G, where I talk about business ownership, branding, and productivity. Got lots of great videos over there coming up all the time, so check that out. But today I'm building Beast Brands as I make my way into the box. Um, I want to talk to you about consistency. and You know, consistency is one of those things where it seems to be, um, I know consistency is very hard to do. Consistency takes discipline. It is one of the things that I believe most people don't really give enough thought to because it is one of those things that does separate the people who win and the people who don't win. And I look at it in terms of the discipline because consistency takes discipline. Consistency takes a lot of work. Consistency takes planning. It takes a forethought in how you're going to approach something and carry it through in everything you do. So what does this mean to branding? Well, this article, which actually wasn't that informative, uh, it did have a good point in the consistency. And although it didn't explain it very well, I'm gonna do my best to explain it to you so that you understand. Let's see. First of all, the need for consistency. Why, why is there a need for consistency? And the reason for that is this. If you look at, uh, I like to compare it a lot to parenting because if you're not a parent, just bear with me. I'm sure you can understand in a certain aspect, but when you're parenting, you know, as little kids, you'll probably understand because you were a child once. At least I hope so. If you were a child once, you'll understand that children need a consistency in discipline. They need consistency and routine in their lives. Otherwise, they get really, they get really uh, bent out of shape. You know, when children have an expectancy of how their parents are going to behave, they have a, an expectancy of how parents are going to handle the situations with them, how the parents are going to behave and react. Um, consistency of routine, of 
you know, when they get home from school, if mom is always there, mom should always be there because if she's not, they get a little upset. If she's not there, but there's another scenario, whether they go to an aftercare or something like that, if any of that gets upset, if that changes, you'll notice kids get very nervous, they get scared. And yes, I know it's because they're kids, they don't have an emotional level yet to deal with it. The point of the matter is that expectation of the consistency is what keeps an emotional stability. And that's a great point right there. If you take it into the realm of um, business, which is what we're talking about in terms of branding, we're talking about branding in terms of your business, your customers likewise have a certain expectation of what they're going to encounter when they come into any interaction with your business, whether it be the advertising, any of the forms of marketing, whether it's the the checkout process on the website, whether it's they see you on video or some sort of communication in that regards, what they're going to see. Customers, consumers, have that expectation that it's going to be a similar experience no matter where they interact with your business and your brand. The reason you want that consistency is this, and it's pretty simple. When customers experience a disconnect between interactions with your business, say they say they experience something in the form of a, a video advertisement for your company, or they see you speaking about a certain subject matter and, and you speak in a certain manner and they get an image of your company. There's an experience there, okay? There's an experience in that exposure to your brand that when they go to the website, if it's completely different, confusion sets in. And you've heard me say this before, if you've heard me before, confused customers do not buy. And it's not necessarily a conscious decision, but when confusion sets in, the mind it has to, it's forced to, it's compelled to stop what it's doing to evaluate what the heck is going on. See, the mind has to make sense of something before it can move forward. That's why the question why is, is such a great one. People a lot of times need to know why they're going to do something before they actually do it. It has to make sense. Now, back to the consistency. So. How do you use consistency in your branding to avoid confusion? Well, it's really simple. It's, it's much simpler if you are the driving force behind the brand and it's your company. A lot of times, as I always say, that the founder of the company drives the brand because they started the company with a certain philosophy and a certain way of looking at things, of how they viewed their industry what they didn't like about it and what they vowed to change when they launched their business. That point of um, frustration or intolerance about something that they vowed to not do when they started their own company is one that becomes inherent and part of their brand that they were going to put forth. And so it's it's a philosophy, it's a belief system. It may be based on a set of values in which they will carry forward. So if 
that is a belief system and you're the founder, well then it's a lot easier to be consistent in your message. And you know, that's another aspect of the branding where consistency comes into play. So where does consistency come into play that you need to pay attention to? Well, that messaging is one place I'm talking about. That messaging would be your written communication, the words you use on your blog, on your posts. Wherever you have the written word, that is part of your messaging. And what people read, the tone in which you speak, the words in which you use, the personality behind it is going to have a a cohesiveness with the rest of your uh, messaging. So if you are in a video, whoever is doing the video, they must at least embody some part of the brand in order to keep that cohesion in there. If you're a, you know, you look at uh, Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook, and this is, I, I know it's completely unintentional from what I've learned about him. He is, you know, Mark is just that dude from, you know, who dropped out of college and started Facebook and is one of the world's wealthiest people. And, you know, I don't think he thought about how he was going to be, how his image was going to be in doing what he did. But yet, when you picture Mark Zuckerberg, do you always picture him in a suit and tie? Or do you picture him in that dark blue hoodie? (laughs) That unintentionally has become a part of his image. It's that millennial college kid, almost like he's still living in his dorm room, wearing that hoodie, um, still has that perpetual look of nervousness about what's to come, you know, (laughs) that social nervousness that doesn't escape him. But it's actually become a part of his image, which people forgive because that's who he is. It's it's authentically him, and the bottom line is, you know, he's provided a, a platform that people have come to incorporate into their lifestyle, so he comes along with it in terms of his persona. But that, that look of his, you know, you put anybody um, at the forefront of Facebook, it's almost like you could just slap a hoodie on their back and immediately you think that's part of the Facebook brand. You know, you, you picture all these, you know, 20-somethings and maybe they, they bring in some old people that are in their 30s. And if you look, you picture the Facebook headquarters, you know, they're all lounging around on couches and chairs and steps, you know, on their laptops and their hoodies, you know, drinking a soda or something, eating Doritos, that perpetual college kid scene. That's what it seems like. So in terms of your brand, when people see you or whoever is doing your communication, the video, the images, whoever is speaking, how is that messaging coming across? How is that portrayal? What are you wearing? How are you speaking? What are the words you're using? What do you look like? And some of this may seem like vanity or posing, but what I'm saying is It doesn't go to opposing situation. It's not like you're going to put on a front. What I'm really getting at is that it needs to be, it needs to be on point with the brand. So that's why you don't want to be 
putting some fakery on because people see right through that anyway. But it has to be uniquely you and it just needs to be followed through. So in that consistency, you know, one of the things I look at that's easy to look at that everybody can relate to even if they're not a fan is Starbucks. And you walk into any Starbucks anywhere in the country, it's always the same. The expectation is always the same, you know. It's kind of that dimly lit, dark wood. Uh, it's brown and green. It, it has a very earthy feel to it. it has a, a European feel to it. The lighting is consistent. You know what the baristas are gonna wear. I mean, you have to even call them baristas because what else would you call them, right? They're wearing the green aprons. You got the smell of the coffee beans. You can see the coffee beans on display. So all this is consistent with their brand. So no matter where you walk into a Starbucks, wherever you are, it's always going to be the same. You know, if you walked into a Starbucks, so say you walked up to one and it said it had the green sign, it said Starbucks, or maybe it just has the siren, you know, the mark, the, the mermaid, and you walk in, and what if it was brightly lit? The floors were all white marble, and the tables had red checker. Uh, uh, red and white checkered tablecloths on square tables and instead of soft cushy chairs they had these white um, you know plastic or acrylic chairs with the metal aluminum legs like you see in cafeterias and what if the baristas what if they were all wearing hoodies yeah you walk in there so now I drop you in the middle of that do you think you're in Starbucks no definitely not so those little things that seem like vanity points or just aesthetics that don't matter, oh, they matter. Why? Because branding is about the experience. It's about everything that goes into the experience and interaction with a brand. That customer being inserted into that brand's environment has to feel the same thing no matter where they experience it, otherwise confusion sets in. If I dropped you into that Starbucks and it was Starbucks and they were serving the coffee, as soon as you walked in, you would stop and you would pause and you would think twice. You'd be like, this is not Starbucks and you'd think it was some kind of knockoff company. You'd walk outside and look at the sign again to make sure you were actually in a Starbucks, that you weren't going through some warp, some wormhole, ending up in a Dunkin' Donuts. Very different places. And you know, you can say, hey, but you know, I, I, okay, that makes sense, Rob G. That makes sense. I walk into a store like that and that interaction. But you know, what if it's an online company? What if, what if there's not a place you walk into? How do you keep the experience the same with that? Well, just all you have to do is X out the physical brick and mortar establishment. You know, a great example of, of cohesion and that consistency <clears throat> is one of my favorite brands. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't have many favorite brands. As a branding guy, I'm very objective about it, but I'm very, um, I'm very not brand oriented when it comes to the things that I purchase. I do like certain brands of things, but I like quality and I shy away from repping other people's brands. In fact, if they've got a big old logo on their shirt, chances are I'm not wearing it. I just. I don't want to feel like a billboard, but that's another story for another time. In any event, one of my favorite brands is Dollar Shave Club. And 
I came across Dollar Shave Club when um, is actually in my pursuit of um, uh, achieving a life where I'm compressing time and uh, quickly compressing time is a concept where you essentially can get more done in less time and the way we do that in our lives these days is always uh, something that everybody's looking to achieve because it always seems like we're racing against time and in my case it was a little different I'll get into that story another time why I do it but uh, I need to take less time to do more things and one of the ways I decided to do that was through subscription clubs now subscription clubs I'm sure you're familiar with is where you just have things delivered to your home that you need on a regular basis at a preset period of time they automatically bill your credit card in other words you don't have to go get it and you don't have to order it it just shows up when you need it and I thought well I always need razors so I'm gonna have them come to my home so in searching for you know the there was Gillette Shave Club and there was there's Harry's Shave Club and and there was Dollar Shave Club are the ones I narrowed it down to the funny thing is I didn't even hear of Dollar Shave Club I I saw Harry's advertising and heard it advertised many times and I was leaning towards them because I kind of was attracted to their their brand in terms of their visuals really and then there was Gillette which you know I was attracted towards that because of the big brand name that comes with it so uh, in terms of the quality over time Gillette has proved to be a major player in the game so naturally I would want to you know give them a shot at winning my business and then there was this one I never heard of was Dollar Shave Club which I had to look into and the name turned me off actually Dollar Shave Club because to me Dollar Shave Club sounds like a dollar store you know cheap crap that's what those stores are you know so I kind of aligned it with that but I wanted to give it a chance because I know that sometimes I didn't want to dismiss it based on its name you know um, don't judge a book by its cover I guess you can file that one under but when I looked at them all and I looked into them and I went to their websites I found that um, there was differences there was difference is differences in um, the branding itself in terms of the the relatability to the person I am which will come into play with you there was price price was definitely a factor and quality so I decided to narrow it down to price and quality because look I don't really give a rip if the razors work and they come at a good price that's all I cared about the branding experience was less of a factor for me because I'm very pragmatic that way I'm much more logical than probably the average person I don't care about the brand I don't care so much about the colors and the way it looks although it does make a difference when it comes down to it I don't want to spend my money unnecessarily I don't like overpaying for things so Dollar Shave Club won out and it was a trial period but the one of the things that it won me piece by piece was first it was the deal they gave a great deal it was a very low risk deal and I got the package and it was um, I liked it because it was very masculine without being mainstream it definitely took on a certain relatability the packaging was just plain brown corrugate box with um, printing that felt very kind of early century gentleman's barbershop 
um, straight razor, handlebar mustache kind of feel to it. Uh, it's, it's attention to the environment in terms of recyclability. The box was clearly recyclable. The, the packing inside wasn't plastic peanuts or bubble wrap. It was um, meshed up uh, craft paper, like you know, the, the outer layer of cardboard is like a craft paper, that brown paper. It was meshed up, it was cut up in a way where it gave some cushion. It came with a little a, a newsletter inside, which was clearly recycled paper. Um, printed, and I'm going to assume, and I don't know, it, it had to have been recyclable ink because I could tell the way it's printed that that's uh, the, the way it felt. And it was very kind of old-worldly, um, had an organic, natural feel to it. Also, the, the colors that were chosen were very earthy and, and a little on the dark side. So it, you know, it, it feels very masculine in its colors. There was nothing really bright about it. Uh, the colors were leaning towards browns and olives, um, you know, deeper blues that were more, you know, like dark navies, <clears throat> nothing turquoise or anything like that. And I like that. I like that feel. I like that the, the aesthetics of the packaging of the products themselves were, they were consistent. That's what really made me feel the experience with every step of the way. So the packaging, the the, uh, the, the razor itself was black and silver with an accent of orange, which is unexpected. I'm going to tell you, even though it was, it's an orange, kind of like a brighter orange, that's one of the beautiful things about branding that you can inject into your brand. Be very consistent, but then you can pull one thing that's unexpected, that's not uh, a blaring difference. It's not something that you do everywhere, but that unexpectedness is kind of like a little surprise at home. It makes you stop and gets your attention. Then there was the, they sent me, um, well, they, what they did was I didn't actually buy anything but the razors um, at that point in time. And I tried them out and I liked them. The next interaction I had was they basically followed up, of course, and they were um, saying, how did you like it? Try some of our products, go to our website. So they sent me a link to the website, and I'm going to tell you something. Their website is awesome. It is simple, but it is robust, and it is um, fun to use, if that could be possible on a razor from a razor company, because they offer other products as well. They offer shaving-related products, um, shave cream, shave gels, aftershave, pre-wash, scrubs. They also have hair care products, uh, pomade and um, hair paste and all these different hair care products as well as skin care products and soaps. And so they have a, a lot of products that go along with it. And I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So I went on the site and I picked out, um, it wasn't a shave cream, but they call it a shave butter, which just sounds cool. Putting butter on your face. I mean, you know, butter is great and everything, right? So why not on your face? Remember Seinfeld? <laughs> Kramer was shaving with butter. <laughs> that's what it, that's actually what it reminded me of. So I thought, hey, that sounds good. You know, why wouldn't you want butter on your face? Nice and smooth. And so I tried it and the packaging came and it was similar in its branding. It's, you know, the printing on there, the, the design aesthetics followed through and the consistency with that 
old worldly gentleman's barbershop handlebar mustache kind of wood carving type of feel which isn't necessarily my style as a designer but I can appreciate it from an artistic standpoint and so all of that consistency the website the product packaging the packaging the shipping packaging everything tied together beautifully so that it gave me a consistent experience and on top of that, a very positive one because the products are quality as well and I'm a I'm a devoted customer and I won't shop anywhere else and I keep adding things onto my list of shipment my box keeps getting a little bit more stuffed so that they're a great great uh, example to turn to even if you're not in the market for shaving products just go check out their website and and look at what I'm talking about in terms of the consistency I'm not confused and when I know what to expect from them and it doesn't just come in quality term comes in terms of the experience of the interaction with all parts of the company so it's that consistency and if you can get a handle on what I'm talking about in terms of that consistency it's the visuals it's the messaging it's the personality behind the brand and it's everything that goes along with it the font has to make sense with it the color scheme has to make sense with it all these things create a consistency that um, give the customer a sense of comfort a sense of routine and a sense of this is the biggest one trust I have trust in when I go to try a new product from Dollar Shave Club it may not be the best product that you know that not everything they make is going to be the best in the world but I know it's going to be good and I'm willing to take the risk because risk has been lowered because trust has been raised and that's what you're going to want to look for in your business branding creates trust trust lowers risk and when there is low risk new customers will buy and existing customers will repeatedly buy so that's it that's that's consistency and branding explained best I can but if you do have any thoughts on it, any questions I want you to hit me up across the web go to Twitter and Instagram at authentic Rob G and pop some thoughts in there and call me out and say what the heck are you talking about or hey if you think I'm wrong tell me that too but I want to know what's on your mind head on over to YouTube for my channel savvy where I got great videos coming up all the time on business ownership branding and productivity check out those videos spike the comments below hit that subscribe button I've got great new content coming up regularly also we only got a couple days left we got three days left in February head on over to unleashmybeastbrand.com we've got a February promotion which is love my biz month all right we want we want you to show your biz some love and get a logo website and branding strategy package you're gonna save over half of the normal price and come Friday morning it's gonna to revert to normal pricing so you're gonna to want to get over to unleashmybeastbrand.com and take advantage of that deal before it goes away that is it this has been building beast brands the authentic Rob G podcast I am Rob G thank you for listening have a great day